Welcome and thanks for listening. My name is Christian Buckley, and you're listening to the Collab Talk podcast. In this monthly conversation with Sean McDonough and Jeff Roski, we're discussing SharePoint updates, Copilot Pro, and more. Let's get started. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Collab Talk podcast, where we discuss the convergence of technology, business productivity, and collaboration culture. My co-conspirators today are Sean McDonough, Senior Solution Architect and Consultant with Acumina in Cincinnati, Hello. Ohio, and an M365 Apps and Services MVP. Or I guess we're just M365 MVPs now. They've Yeah, I mean, like, somebody found the body, so they had to change the name. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of finding the body, also joining us, Jeff Ferosky, <laughs> Senior Architect for Insight. He's just a warm body. He's in a seat. We needed somebody um, for, for tension you know, between Sean and I. He's like um, my snore lax. He's so huggable. <laughs> a senior architect for Insight, co-founder of the Boston Office 365 user group, and the co-founder of the new Janky Workshop and YouTube. Welcome, gentlemen. Hello. Hello. I always like to wait. Je Jeff, you were also one of the co-founders of one of the earliest SharePoint Saturday events, and you ran it for years in Boston. Yeah. I always admired the model, the, because of all of the financial struggles at different groups that's like one of the struggles of starting a community group like how do we fund this like who's going to take on the pat the, the tax burden is there a nonprofit in place that can handle all this i mean kind of all that stuff and boston did it differently from the start which was you want a sponsorship like you take the full burden of funding that thing um so like food it's not like you collected money paid from a sponsor or sponsors and then paid for it the sponsor paid for it in theory in theory i was there <laughs> i was there the year where somebody who had signed on to sponsor the lunch didn't order didn't sponsor didn't get the lunch, lunch. yep yeah Ooh. yeah little, i was there for that issue. one too <laughs> Yeah, that was that was um uh that was um uh Talbot and Pradeepa that was their that was their doing. I came on after the first SharePoint Saturday, um, and so we went forward with that model, and it was absolutely brilliant. Yeah, I like it was great. not having it, to touch money. <laughs> right. No, that and it was fantastic. And there's some sponsors that came in. Like I, I remember one year there were hats and shirts. Like whoever did the branded T-shirts for the event, like they went well, just all out. And back when sponsors just gave gobs of money around, yeah, that was those were the yeah. days. Without yeah. looking at uh, ROI, <laughs> right? <laughs> They're making me nervous now. I've got my April nineteenth uh, collab days Utah event, but we're uh, we're actually I think we're two sponsors away from having it fully funded, so we're close. Very nice. That's good. But uh, well, gentlemen, our focus today. There's a lot to cover. As always, we're going to talk about. The latest Microsoft news, including new content around SharePoint and OneDrive, the latest news on Copilot, because I think by uh, by law we're required to talk about Copilot anytime we talk about Microsoft now. Yeah, it's so. in my contract. Every hundredth word has to be Copilot. That was the uh, written in blood um, contract. <laughs> you must yeah. Discuss oh, I thought it was just a the red infernal pen. contract. <laughs> Uh, well, I'm going to share my screen with you guys. So, uh, uh, which makes for great audio talking about sharing of screens. 
Um, yeah, but, well, since uh, we all have faces for audio, it's no different. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Are you guys able to see that? Yes, sir. Did something show up? Yep. All right. Excellent. I always have to ask, could we edit this out of the conversation? Yes. Can you see my why? screen? Can you see my screen? <laughs> Hold on. Let me try again. Can, I can you hear me now? Here. Can you hear me now? That's where that comes from. Yeah, it's the new, <laughs> you're on mute. You're on mute. <laughs> well, first thing I want to talk about, um, I don't know if you guys saw it. Uh, Sherry Oswald did a webinar over at Techie Gurus on SharePoint Lookbook. This is, you know what I love about, and you guys know, I do, uh, from time to time, I do like productivity tips. So write articles, do presentations at conferences. And sometimes we share tips. Like Tom Duff and I do do these sessions together occasionally. Um, we share tips that of features that have been like in the products for years. And And what I love about doing that, like 10 productivity tips, is that, you get people in the audience sitting there like, oh, I know this one. Oh, this one's been around forever. But then there's one that's like, I've never, oh my gosh, this is going to change my life. Mm -hmm. I look at a session like this, uh, uh, you know, Sherry once, if you don't know Sherry Oswald, it's Shortcut Sherry, um, her site out there, but she's a, an MCT, um, does a fantastic job with this uh, you know, topic, going through and walking people through how to build a site using out-of-the-box templates and widgets um, and building against the SharePoint lookbook. So uh, the, you can, of course, go, I'll have the link. You can go and watch the on-demand recording uh, of the webinar. But do you guys leverage the lookbook at all? I generally don't, um, just because I tend to be more in the plumbing, not so much the painting. So. It's uh, it's been a while since uh, I've had to do that. It's been a while since I've involved in like a SharePoint internet. Um, quite a long while actually. <laughs> uh, but we used to leverage it. I was actually looking for the look book. I don't have the link. I'll add. Let me add the link. There it is. So it's just lookbook.microsoft.com. Of course, I'll add it into the mix there. But so people that are listening in can go and and check it out. But um, definitely. It's a it's a great resource to show this. This was the lookbook. Try to remember if this was part of the making SharePoint more beautiful back in 2016, like the the launch event of the new um, SharePoint, the event that was held in San Francisco. Uh, if the lookbook was part of that, or if it came later, but it's part of the same motion. There was a lookbook going back as far as 2007 days. I oh, know really? That. Um, there was okay. a site that was dedicated to hosting um, different sorts of uh, images of SharePoint sites and whatnot and what you could build. And I know that from 2007 because that year I was working with Kroger and we made it in um, and had something there. So it's, I know it's been around for quite some time. I don't think it's been hosted by Microsoft specifically until probably the time frame you're mentioning Christian, but it's been around yeah. for a while. Wow. Yeah, I, I, it's a, but again, it, it, what's great about it is, is that if you are frustrated by how ugly your internal sites are, you can go and take a look at the examples. You can actually follow along with the templates. And so Sherry walks you through all of that in the webinar as well. So definitely go check that out. It's, so uh, yeah, an hour well spent. I'm the, I'm still waiting for the hot dog theme, you know, with the, <laughs> 
horrible orange and yellow and red and all that. I I just want the uh, the um, bright neon colored theme. Yeah. Like, 1980s, uh, 1980s ski suit. Yes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Optical burn version. <laughs> that would be funny. We we at least need to create a spoof shirt lookbook site for that for the just the ugliest designs. Oh, God, no. <laughs> yeah. Create I'm widget. What I might find there. Like remember, like I'm those put together. Like early to mid '90s websites where they had you know like the little animations and little music would pop up and all the stuff like. Need to we need to add widgets, create stuff that people go sell those that people can <laughs> add to their websites. We can do uh, the hot dog theme. You know, you can update, you can upload a news. Um, uh, we can probably get uh, some nice um, uh, uh, SPFX icon uh, framework um, log of like a spinning logo that's on fire. That would be great. I'm telling you, yeah. we should crowdfund the, the effort to pull all this together because <laughs> that Cutting kind of creativity yep. doesn't come for free. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it doesn't come for free and it doesn't come from me. Yeah. <laughs> well, the other thing, I don't know if you guys, do you guys follow along with the IntraZone podcast? Occasionally, whenever I see Cashman's tweets, but I don't directly yeah, follow he, it. Cashman's pretty prolific. Not only does he uh, is he the mayor of the share quilt check-in, he also <laughs> is prolific with the socials around uh, the activities. So this is if you're not familiar with the Intrazone podcast, you definitely want to follow it, add it to your feed. Uh, it's Mark Cashman, Chris McNulty at Microsoft. Um, the latest episode is Drew Madelong, fellow MVP, good friend of ours talking about best practices for OneDrive administration. Um, so that is, uh, I know with with the changes in OneDrive, um, it's good to go once in a while, get a refresher on what's happening with the core technologies that are running your collaboration, your organization. So definitely want to go check that out. And I know they go through um, questions around deployment, configuration, uh, and of course, just overall governance of OneDrive. So definitely worth a listen. Uh, also on the list here, I guess, okay, we'll go into, this is our folks, this is our co-pilot segment. This yeah. is the two thirds of the entire conversation here. As we're trademark Co-pilot. Yeah. Should trademark that. That's right. Before anybody <laughs> else grabs that, snap it up. Um, I wonder if copilot.com is available. <laughs> I wonder if somebody thought of that. Um, oh. Yeah. So the big news, this came out mid-January, was the expansion of copilot licensing. I, I, I had a conversation with somebody at ESPC in Amsterdam end of November last year, was talking about, as everybody knows, like the threshold for the, the enterprise that it was for larger organizations, you had to have at least pay $30 a month per user for at least minimum 300 people. And so a lot of the SMBs that are like, we want this capability too. What are you doing keeping us out? It's frustrating there. So Microsoft did a couple of things. So I remember responding to that person at the conference saying, you know, with how fast Microsoft learns from this and adjusts, they're not 
they're, they're trying to figure out what the right mix is for them to make money with the SMBs, with the individuals that are out there. Uh, it's just a matter of time. This happened a lot faster than I thought. So here we are mid-January, they announce. Uh, of course, there's the free versions of the Copilot that are out there through Bing, through Edge, uh, and through GitHub and a few other locations. There's then the personal version of that, which is $20 user a month, which is gives you adds on to what you get through the free tools and provides Copilot. Uh, I don't know all the detail of what else it does, but mainly through the Office Suite. So for Word, PowerPoint, Excel, things like that. Uh, and then $30 user a month for the enterprise license for any size organization. Uh, so that's if, if you have a, a, your own private tenant and it's just you, you can deploy, pay for Copilot Enterprise just for you and get the full capability. I mean, the thing is, like like this, like this meeting, if I had it running, I don't I'm not, don't have it running yet on this tenant, uh, but it would then go and do the summary and pull up all of the notes and I could automate it in theory to send you guys emails automatically. Hey, here's takeaways. These are the tasks that were assigned to you during this. Yeah, the, which uh, is <laughs> go investigate hot dog theme. For <laughs> yeah, meeting summaries and action items um, have been extremely useful. <clears throat> Especially with like, you know, the two, three hour long meetings that I get stuck in. It's uh, it's nice to get a, uh, a much short summary of what actually happened that I zoned out for. <laughs> And are you guys up to speed with what's happening with um, Planner and To-Do and all that? You know, there was the announcement that was out there about the new Planner, and I don't know the rollout. I'm going to be careful what I talk about because I'm aware of, I was on MVP RD call, a little more details. There's a lot more coming around that. But, you know, what's public out there is that they're integrating all of that. Um, I brought up on the call that, uh, so my first, and, and you guys may remember this, my first experience with SharePoint was deploying Project Server and SharePoint in 2005. <laughs> so way back then. And Project Server having, I was in the project portfolio management technology space. And it was, Project Server was a massive failure and it's a lot of money spent. And True that. I was yeah. told, by, told by Microsoft people like, Go and talk to Coca-Cola. They've done a ton of work around this space. Like I went, so that was their that was our feedback. Go and talk to these consultants. We talked to two separate teams. I know I'm going sideways on this, but I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna take it away, man. <laughs> yeah. And so we hired the consultants that Coca-Cola had hired that Microsoft had pointed us towards. And we found out that at Coca-Cola, they had also failed to build out all the features, <laughs> the reporting, the backend. It's the insights portion of it that we were interested in. Um, oh, but out of all of that, I got the SharePoint bug back in 2005 and ended up going to work for Microsoft in early 2006 to, to work on what is now Office 365. So, um, so that failed project led to something good. So, yay. The more you That's know. Good. Do, do, yeah. Do, do. yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> star. 
yeah so anyway um uh so that the integrations with copilot with all of the tasks the to-dos with planner like there's so much that's coming on copilot inside of all of that so it's not just getting the insights i'm excited about that future vision of like i attended a meeting i half paid attention yet out of that meeting i get all the notes i get a list of all the tasks, the things that I'm responsible for, things that I need to go follow up on and read, and then potentially just plug those things right into my to-do, my daily tasks, um, into projects, into planner boards that I'm a member of, and just plug that stuff in automatically. So nice. I'm forward to that. You can that's slack even harder. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's what, you know, yes. that's all they're focused on. Hitting Slack. <laughs> yeah. So the expanded licenses. So that's interesting. There's a um, another. Uh, lots of people have started talking about, including myself. I've written some blog posts and things about it on preparing for Copilot. What What do you guys know about? What's your thinking? Like, what do you need to prepare for Copilot with? I don't know. Maybe Jeff, are you deploying, working with Copilot stuff with any clients right now? Uh, I am not. No, um, our uh, our company rolled it out. Um, you know, obviously, security is your biggest issue there, um, and making sure that you have everything locked down. So, you know, the old problem with, hey, if I search for uh, salaries and I get salary.xlsx owned by HR, and I can see what everybody's <laughs> making, that's uh, you know, stuff you don't want getting out there. Yeah, the security through obscurity things. It's definitely. That's one of the first things I would go to as well, is truly understanding your data and what's present and how consistent it's maintained or consistently it's maintained, at least from a permissions perspective. Mm -hmm. I just love how it, it's like, um, again, that's not something that's new. Um, mm -hmm. Another aspect is cleaning up your information architecture and kind of everything around that, organizing it. And it's it's just funny. I mean, you see... Like Sue Hanley, Sarah Hasi, um, uh, Joanne Klein, uh, David Drever, like e everybody that's in the governance, compliance, security for the collab stack space, kind of says the same thing. Like these, this is the same stuff we should have been doing for every other version of the mm -hmm. technology of the platform. Yep. Just the consequences can be higher now. But I, I'll, I'll go back and, and and say that again. When Fast was the organization was acquired by Microsoft and Fast Search, they started to integrate it. And in. remember, it initially was side mm -hmm. by side. It was an additional server license. Then they started integrating. It was really in 2010 where you started to see the fully like the integrated capabilities. Some of the complaints that we heard from clients were. Like, well, search is not working. It's it's showing me stuff that it shouldn't show me. It's like now search is working search just fine. It's working. <laughs> right. Exact same problem. Remember when Delve was launched? Mm -hmm. People complained that, you know, one, it wasn't showing me anything was complaint number one. And then it was saying, you know, it's showing me stuff that it shouldn't. Like again, it's the exact same issues. What it's yep. surfacing is your lack of security and IA strength. Mm -hmm. True. Well, 
the latest episode, Stephen Rose uh, interviewed uh, for his uh, show, Unplug IT. He had uh, Daryl Webster on, both good friends, and walk through on this topic and basically go through and uh, I've got the transcript up in screen, which is kind of an eye bleed, but um, you know, going <laughs> through and talking about it, it's essentially all that stuff, like ensuring your security is in place, making sure sensitivity labels are being, it's being aware of what content do I have? Where is it? Who has access to it? What are they doing with it? Wh which again is all the things which you should know about your environment already. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> It's like we have to talk about this again and again. In fact, I just saw Alistair Pugin did a tweet last night about. Um, oh, no. You know, he's tweeting he said, you know, for the last 20 years of telling cl client that, you know, that they need to do all this stuff, um, security, IA, the rest of it. And suddenly they're interested in Copilot and they reach <laughs> out to him. They reach out to him and said, hey, we need your help. We got, you know, 30 terabytes of this data. Um, we need your help to clean all this up. So, yeah. I wouldn't envy Alistair for that. It's, <laughs> if he does that job, terabytes worth of data, I can only imagine who he's going to have to talk to, especially if they've not been following his advice for 20 years. <laughs> yeah, that, that's a good point. It, it, I would be concerned that that organization would will not be willing to listen to the advice that comes out even now. If they weren't taking those proactive yeah. steps, unless there's a change in leadership that realizes we were wrong. Um, yeah, it doesn't sound like there's going to be much top-down support for what needs to be done to clean it up for Copilot. Yeah, and given the... Uh concern that people have with um you know ai hallucinations and making sure you've got the guardrails on and everything this looks like an organization or it sounds like an organization that has the potential to to run afoul of that policy if it's pulling back valid data because they haven't secured it or mm -hmm. something like that so it makes me wonder well, also, you, I mean, if you look at an organization, that's the cultural aspect of this. You have an organization that is proactively trying to do the right things. And then as a consultant, you can go in and work with an organization like that. But if they have stifled that kind of investment, they've taken no steps, they've done nothing. While it may look like a consultant may say, hey, look, I've got, I've got, you know, billable hours for 12 months here, uh, you know, full time job to go and do this. Um, I, I question what they're actually going to be able to get through with the organization that was not willing to make those changes over time. Yeah, it, high organizational <clears throat> inertia. Yeah, it, it's sad, but it's whether it's, you know, an individual or whether it's a large corporation, they all need to have a wake up call. Like, oh, it's not a problem. And then, you know, somebody like a, an individual gets their, you know, accountant hacked or their identity stolen. And all of a sudden now they have to actually be secure for a short period of time. You know, corporations are also very similar. Like still they have uh, like the SEC breathing down their neck because um, they got hacked and, you know, millions of customer records and credit card numbers are gone. Um, you know, that's when they start taking things seriously. 
unless they have the right people in there yeah. making change. I had a very large client that was is doing a uh, a security audit, a financial systems audit for them and working with them on their systems. This is the same company back in 2005 that was wanted the project service part of it. They were looking to automate systems. So they had somebody come in, take over IT that said, no, we need to make change. Um, and But it wasn't for the stuff that I owned that I showed them. Change didn't happen until they started getting $20,000 a day uh, fines. Mm -hmm. And then they changed pretty quick. Yep. <laughs> when it starts costing you money, uh, change can happen pretty fast. Yeah. Well, the other thing, I've got a couple other resources here. Um, one, uh, Rencore put out a really nice uh, Microsoft Copilot readiness checklist. Again, super simple. I've got the link. We can go grab that. Um, the other thing that's interesting, slightly different, is Ragnar Heil. I don't know if you guys, either of you guys caught his webinar on Copilot licensing. Um, but he, I didn't, so the but I'm webinar, sure it was helpful. Everything you need to know about Copilot licensing in 2024. Um, there's also, and I've got a link to the blog post um, that he walks through and answers questions that were asked during and following the, the the webinar. And the link to the webinar on demand is at the bottom. And I, I think it's ungated, so you can just click and watch it. But like, how many Copilots are there? Um, talking about the difference between uh, Dynamics 365 Copilot for sales. Um, Great question about permissions talk, talk on that topic. When you purchase Copilot for your own data, will it respect permission settings on SharePoint, et cetera? Gentlemen, what's the answer to that? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Um, so uh, let's see, what is Copilot Pro? So differences between those. Um, so whether how it handles data coming from usage from different applications, um, language support, um, difference between Teams Premium and Copilot Microsoft 365 in, in regard to meetings. So there is some overlap there. People uh, too were wondering about that. That question, Microsoft has answered that a few times. Um, but uh, yeah, some great information that is definitely worth checking out on that article. Um, that's out on the Rencore blog. And then take a couple of minutes on this one. Uh, if you guys follow the Work Lab blog, and for folks mm -hmm. that don't know what Work Lab is, so it's a site, it's almost more like an online magazine. Uh, it's a prettier blog um, out that Microsoft produces where they share insights behind like the data and the reasoning behind some of the work that they're doing, the products that they're creating. So it can be fascinating. Of course, they they share the results of some of their their annual savings, like their their uh, work index um, trends reports uh, every year, and anything else that is. It's a lot of R and D focused background content to things that they're working on. It's just a fascinating site. But they have an article called "The Right Way to AI: What We're Learning About Successful AI Adoption." from the companies getting it right. I'd like just like to point out, like I'd also like to hear the ones that, about the ones that are doing it wrong. <laughs> so I don't experiment, do some of the, yeah. yeah. Um, but some of the, like they even reference a link to the work trend index right at the beginning. They talk about it right at the beginning, the first thing, get mm -hmm. your data house in order, clean up your content. 
Um, so they've got an example there. Um, in highly regulated financial services industry, security is a top priority. We wanted to find an AI solution that could provide us with great time-saving benefits without making us feel like we were placing ourselves at unnecessary risk. Um, and with Microsoft Copilot, they, we found a highly secure alternative to the AI solutions employees were using outside of our well-protected environment. That's the major difference. Mm -hmm. Like you, are you gonna trust your data, feed your sensitive data into one of these outside third-party AI models, which are learning based off of, you know, what's out on the web, um, versus this secure enterprise solution that's trained on Microsoft's knowledge as well as your own content. And it's not then taking your content to go improve the LLM. It's remaining within your instance. Mm -hmm. um, be intentional about your rollout. So yeah, pilot, 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 be aware of who's doing it. Learn from that experience, learn about, especially training. I, I, we're going to start to see workshops on how to, uh, you know, change your, your way of working with this technology, using this technology. It's just, it's just different. So there was a, uh, um, what was it? What was it called? Um, the thing. <laughs> yeah, just the, sorry, the name is, escaped me. I, no, I had a conversation <laughs> with Michelle Gilbert at Microsoft. We were talking about it. Uh, prompt engineering—that's what it was. The, the yeah. phrase. Like you're yeah, going to yeah. start to see workshops around prompt engineering. Mm -hmm. um, and like a year and a half ago, as things were uh, you know announced, and I went out and I found an ebook. Um, I think I've shared it before in our discussions, but um, in fact, do I have it open somewhere? I might still have it in a browser sitting open. Yes, I do. It's called The Art of Chat GPT Prompting, A Guide to Crafting Clear and Effective Prompts. And I should uh, add this link in as well. Um, that's not the right link, but I will. I don't know if you guys can't even see it. It's a different browser but I'll add that to the, to the list here. But that the whole concept of prompt engineering and getting the most out of the technology, like people don't understand it's not just a search. Like let, let me put in my, my string query, here I get my results back. Mm -hmm. you know, it takes a lot more specificity in your requests. Yeah. Yeah, and constant refinement. <clears throat> That's what I always loved about like SharePoint search was uh, when people went in and built the refiners and some, some beautiful search pages early on, like search got worse and worse for organizations. I think they got lazier and lazier, just said, well, we'll just let the tool out of the box do it and didn't take as <laughs> yeah. much time. Mm -hmm. Yep, that's true. Um, identify champions. Yep. It's always good to have champions, experts within your organization that will help, um, those early adopters can be just a boon to your organization to get adoption going. 
And then again, as part, if you're piloting, if you're working with those champions, you're going to better understand like, what are the skills gaps where, what do we need to do? Where in our organization are people struggling? So you can adjust those, you know, work habits. And again, that prompt engineering training, um, based on the culture of your organization. So, yeah, I don't know. Are you guys playing much with the AI tools that are out there, Copilot or other? Using it a little bit. Um, I've admired in model-driven applications for the past couple of months, so uh, I haven't been doing too much with it. Yeah, I'm not really using Copilot, but, you know, I started using um, Adobe. It's an online site they've got for folks who have um, cloud uh, cloud plans, but mm -hmm. you give it a prompt and it'll draw what you want mm -hmm. and you can further refine it, put filters on it, things like that. Mm -hmm. So I've been working at it from that end, but not so much from text. They, uh, Adobe also has a good uh, one for, um, I think it's called Adobe Enhance that will uh, clean up audio. Hmm. Oh, um, yeah. Oh, no, it's slick. Yeah, yeah. Um, actually, Sherry Oswald was telling me about that. There's a couple products that does something similar, but you can edit the text of your, like your, of your transcript and it'll go in. There are tools out there that not only, yeah, we're going a little sideways, or I am. Um, you can edit the transcript. Not only will it modify the audio, but if you're doing video, that the AI will actually make it look like you said the word that you didn't say or remove <laughs> the ums and ahs and it will smooth it out in the video oh, it's wow. not it's not perfect but if you're doing something technical content things out there want to remove ums and ahs pauses and stuff and make mm -hmm. it look like you were you are a professional broadcaster there are tools that'll help you do that hmm. is that it sean the firefly yeah Adobe Firefly. That's what it's uh, what it's called. It's a website. What does it do? You give it a prompt, it'll draw. So I'll drop in the uh, enhanced one here. I think if I played with that, you can have a lot of fun with it. Bunker Tunage last year was. Uh, built with Adobe Firefly for images. Do you, do you have, is it free? Is it paid? Um, I have a cloud subscription. I don't know if it costs or not, um, or if you need a subscription. I mean, cause I'm always signed in. So let me actually try and hit this in private. We'll see. Or in yeah, Enhance you need a, uh, uh, a license for um, <clears throat> with the Adobe thing. Um, my wife gets, uh, she has a license for her stuff. Um, and so I steal the other copy of that license so I can uh, do all my stuff. That's great. So theft of technology is a great thing to bring up and make <laughs> public. And <laughs> theft of, <laughs> yeah, theft of technology to implement theft of other images. <laughs> no, they, they've got the same policy. It's like Microsoft. I, I, you know, talking to my son-in-law is like, you know, can I get? I was like, I don't care if it's illegal. I need this. I'm like, no, I 
I've got multiple licenses. You've got everything I have like on my tenant. So go mm-hmm. ahead and download. Don't worry about it. It's all <laughs> legit. It looks well, like that's Firefly that, does have a free plan. So Okay. I, I I think I went and played with it. I know that there's a couple tools that are out there and they they give you the ability to go and play around with some basic features and then um you know you want to do anything real with it or download quality copies of what you've created, you've got to be a paid user. But makes know, that's, sense. That's a good tool. Well, I've got Two other things. I don't know if you guys, again, have seen it, have any thoughts on it, but um, there's two articles I was seeing out on Paul Throt's site. Um, one, he talked about um, Microsoft brings AI-based face recognition to Entra ID in preview. Uh, and Every time I see Entra. But why did yeah. they change it from Azure Active Directory? Everybody <laughs> calls it Azure Active Directory. I don't know anybody don't know. who calls it Entra. There's uh, got to be some executive explaining why they did that. Yeah, in his wet dream, he was adding value. <laughs> <laughs> Again, quality. We are friends to Microsoft and its <laughs> community, and we 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 only hurt the ones we love. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I I don't know. Maybe there's if there. I'm sure there's there's reasoning somewhere. Probably, um, yeah. For it, probably, but. Um, well, it's like I refuse to call Twitter X, you know, it's just, no, uh, no. yeah, like, no, I just, I just abandoned it all together. Well, well yeah, well, since I can't fun. easily consume it, the only time I go into it is when I get a notification that, you know, somebody did something in Twitter I care about. So, you know, I, they pretty much like through our, uh, through our uh, Ram box, the Twitter thing doesn't work anymore because it takes you to the, you know, buy a subscription page mm-hmm. i think elon's done a pretty good job of totally torpedoing the company <laughs> yep it's too bad too well we'll see that's actually how i it's because of twitter that i know you guys like if i never got on twitter back in like 2007 2008 I wouldn't have met yeah, all the people in the community um, and then, you know, have made friends and then started speaking and all that stuff. Yeah, I'm much the same way. The right shame. around that time, too. Yeah. It's a shame. Yeah, big, I, I've. Big time in history for SharePoint. Yep. For us. Yep. So I'm a big uh, fan of the. Uh, having the face ID, having it getting rid of passwords. I know that's the movement is stop using passwords. Um, I, I, you know, it, where I was initially annoyed by authenticator, and I appreciate it. Um, not having to remember the complexity of the multiple tenants and all of the other sites and what's being managed by which and, and running it through authenticator. So having the face recognition makes sense unless you're a twin <laughs> if you're an identical twin or triplet then that's going to be trouble for you hmm. you can also do um there's also the uh, hardware pass keys too um because all that does is just take your biometrics and then make it into uh you know a private key basically um and so the um there's hardware keys like yubikey um that does that as well i've got 
couple so of those does that mean I, like so i have to like urinate on a key fob to open up uh, yeah exactly or? Uh, or, or throw up you can do either you know Oh gosh! It's, it comes equipped with its electronic cotton swabs that I shove down my throat <laughs> or up my nose. You get the yeah, DNA. It can also so tell you if you've got you. COVID. <laughs> yeah, and if you're pregnant. <laughs> something for everybody. Wow! Yeah. Take uh, my money. Bring me that product. <laughs> I have to tell you about my other uh, off-air. I'll tell you about my other product idea. Very, very. <laughs> oh, <no>. yeah <laughs> uh, sure. well the last one that, but of course i, I want to leave the biggest news for last of course microsoft teams now offers 3d <laughs> meetings powered by microsoft mesh uh more floating torsos <laughs> yay <laughs> well well that's where the you know the e7 license comes in it's that's where you get the legs you get your that. legs <laughs> my magic legs <laughs> I think Just that's think with the, funny with, I think that's only what? with E7 for business. Yeah. No, I'm just saying how funny it would be if you could hack this system, give yourself legs, and <laughs> uh, and, and, and have everyone floating else around it. there with full body. Everybody's like, you know, <laughs> yeah. that would be Jeez. funny. I want to be the guy that's oh. just legs, no torso. <laughs> <laughs> uh <laughs> Yeah, I have to say that I've, I mean, you guys have heard me say this. I'm I'm not much of a believer in the pure uh, virtual technology. Uh, augmented reality, huge fan mm -hmm. of where that will go. Although some of the videos now out with the new uh, Apple visor that's out. Have you guys seen some of the videos of people out in public with those things? Uh, I haven't seen the no. videos. I've seen the commercials, and the commercials make it look really freaking cool, but not for thirty five hundred dollars. <laughs> so there's there's two there's two like twenty something guys sitting in a restaurant and eating something, and once in a while they'll just kind of sit up and swat at the air, move move something, and then go back to eating their burrito, and then swat something, type something, and then back down. It's kind of funny. <laughs> um, there's another video, very inappropriate, uh, out there where a guy is all in his home. He's like very excited. He's like, let me show you what this thing looks like. And he puts, sets it down on a dresser and there's, he says, I've been in my room for like two solid days playing with this technology. And it shows this desk and there's discarded tissues in a <laughs> bottle of <laughs> hand lotion. <laughs> Oh, it's, it's definitely folks it's a joke uh on there but i just thought that that's fantastic but it's not uh, far off nope. <laughs> they say the adult nope. industry drives technology yeah so i think there's true but uh it used to be nasa now it's <laughs> yeah now it's not <laughs> now that's not <laughs> but i have i have to say that i you know, i'm still a huge uh advocate in the the proponent for the future of ar i mean Think about it, being able to, you know, some of the examples that Microsoft actually showcased years ago of like your car breaks down and, and being able to dial in your mechanic and open up the hood. And as you're looking at your engine for the help of the AI to be able to identify, hey, there looks to be a hose that's that's off over there mm -hmm. or to walk you through 
visually or or like everybody does fixing their car pull up the youtube video as you're trying to fix it <laughs> as you follow along um wait yeah, the there, screen's backwards I, I i'm happy to say i did not have to look up youtube to jump my car this morning you know i'm very proud of myself yay good job good, for good job thank you thank you but uh, yeah, that's that's what I've put together the list of uh, the news and updates since the last time we connected. I know that uh, you know we were, last time together was uh, in December, so there's lots more coming up next time we meet. Um, so I think we'll probably meet again late March post MVP summit. So we might have some other news, whatever we can publicly discuss to come out of that event. Sean, are you coming out for that? I'd like to, but I don't know that I can afford it. So yeah. it's, you know, I I do my own thing. I do my own stunts uh, with yeah. Akumina. So. Well, it's the, the, the nice thing, that, again, it's that it's, uh, you know, for Microsoft events, for folks that can't travel to them, it's with the hybrid stuff, all those stuff that's recorded. And yeah, yeah. It, I tried to use some of that in the past because I've signed up for the you know, past online and always work comes in and, you know, destroys it. Mm -hmm. Well, I never, I, I'm never able to watch those things. If I've, if I'm not there, I mean, that's the benefit of going to an in-person conference is that right. you you're are focused. Clustered. You're focused, you know, yeah. um, but going in and adding those events that I wanted to participate in, uh, adding sessions to the backpack feature and, go back and watch them later is great to be able to do that. In fact, I was just mm -hmm. in there last week looking at a bunch of uh, Ignite uh, uh, videos from last fall. Yeah, I actually pulled down a, a bunch of the videos from Ignite. That was the one way I um, interacted with the, the content that had been put together, but um, not so much for uh, MVP Summit. I'm still, I still hope for, you know, they'll at least Microsoft can maybe be brought around to give us half a room or whatever, again, to make it a little more um, cost effective. But, you know, if we're paying for everything, it's, I I just can't justify it. I'd yeah. like to, I really would, because I'd like to see everybody again. Yeah. But, you know, that's, that doesn't get it done. Yeah. So. Wah, wah. Well, gentlemen, really appreciate you participating in yet another episode here, and we'll get together another month or so and run through it again with all the latest news. So thanks so much for your time. Yep. Thank you, Christian. Thanks, gentlemen. You've been listening to the Collab Talk podcast. New episodes are published weekly, and you can find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, and most other podcast platforms. Thanks for listening.